Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is an emergency video we're doing after the, I think, the sad news that Antonio Conte, our great manager, has been fired, which we thought was going to happen. I've got Cam here from from uh, Georgia. He's going to pour his heart out, heart out. He needs some therapy. So I thought before he does something dangerous to himself, we should get him on the show to make sure he's okay. Cam, how are you feeling after the news? I'm feeling uh, bemused. Bemused, I think, is the best word. Oh, bemused is it's just explain. I mean, first of all, explain. Give us your thoughts on why it took so long for um, uh, Daniel Levy to pull the trigger. It's been like nearly nine days or eight days since the defeat. Why has it taken him so long to pull the trigger on Conti? I think he probably was uh, lining up Stellini and making sure he had what he needed to um, in place before he would do that. But I think it was very clear. Uh, I, I believe that Conte has probably told. Uh, made it clear he wasn't coming back, and they made it clear to him because he had no intention of coming back, did he? He was in Italy. But I think what we really need to think about is 16 months of Conte, 16 months. We were all so happy. Do you remember that time when he signed yeah. 16 months ago, yeah. how elated everyone was, singing his name, the greatest thing in the world. If Conte can't do it, nobody can do it. Well, now, let me ask you, I want to ask you first, before we go into Conte and his reign, um, so... You, why have they not appointed like Maurizio Pochettino or some? I'll talk to you about some of the other names. But why have they not appointed a manager so he can spend ten games, see what the team's like, and go big time in preseason? Why? And Stellini is Conti's right hand man, so it's basically Conti two point So what's the yeah. point? Might as well kept Conti. <laughs> exactly, except Conti costs what is it? I mean, for ten games, three months, it probably cost about three and a half million. They're going to have to pay him off anyway, Cam. So what's the point? Doesn't matter. They're going to have yeah. to pay him off. Yeah. Tell me why. Yeah. Why have they made this decision? I, w- I need to know. I think because this is um, all about Daniel Levy, isn't it? He attacked him. He attacked the ownership. He attacked the club. And the guy needs to show who's boss. He needs to show everyone who's boss. This is all, that's what it's always been about. I mean, like Redknapp said, Spurs are not built to win. Spurs are built to make money for Levy and his cohorts. That's what Spurs are built for. I've, lots, I've seen a lot of people like Redknapp... Danny Murphy, Darren Ambrose, Jamie Redknapp saying, you know, the ownership needs to change now if they want to move forward. They can't do anything under this ownership. Built, what do you think about that? It's built to win. It's built to make money. So it's not, really a, it's not really a football club, is it? It's a, it's a real estate asset management entertainment company. Yeah, enter- well, Enic. Is it E in Enic Entertainment? No, it's English National Investment Company or something. Oh, well, or there co- you go then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they're not very entertaining, so I'm glad it's not entertainment. Okay, so basically, do you think that um, part of the deal was that Conti gave his blessing to Stellini to stay till the end of the season? Because Stellini's his right-hand man. Normally, when you fire the manager, the assistant goes, the whole team goes. Well, what do you think happened there? He wasn't, Sorry? With, he wasn't with him at Chelsea. Stellini was with him for uh, um, at a Inter. At Inter, but he was with him for a bit at Juventus. Stellini yeah. got banned for two and a half years for match-fixing pro, mm. which he, he took the time off to fight. So, you know, Stellini's got a good bit of a history in the past. They have been together on and off. I'm not sure where the loyalty lies, but I mean, you know, let's face it. If you get to manage a club like the size of Tottenham when you're an assistant coach, right, out of the blue, who's not going to take that chance? 
regardless of Conte or whatever. No, no, I totally agree with you. But does this prove then that they don't really have any faith in Ryan Mason to get us top four? So yeah, they well, need Stellini. I mean, what Ryan Mason did um, in the Carabao Cup final, where he completely bottled the team, lost it 1-0 to City without chance to have a cup, uh, kept Gareth Bale on the bench, kept some of our players, such a defensive, such an awful game management. I wouldn't have confidence in him either, to be honest yeah. with you. But to tell you the he truth, was, he was he was an average... No, 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 no. He's an average midfielder. Pochettino sold him to Hull. So what makes you think he's going to be a great coach? I don't understand it. He's hardly had any experience. Anyway, we've got Stellini now for the next 10 games. Let's move on to Conti, then we'll yeah. talk about what you think our top four choices are. Whoever, will it really matter? It doesn't matter, yeah. I mean, the, we could have had Donald Duck. It doesn't really matter who the manager is. It's the same constraints. So we'll talk about our top four choices later. But let's go back to Conti. Where do you think it all went wrong for him? I mean, you know, we got top four. I mean, we got Richarlison, we got Basuma, we got Foster, we got Perisic, we got Spence. Whether you think they're his signings or not, we did buy people. Where did it all go wrong for him? It's a really good question because, you know, some people will say he wasn't backed. Other people will say he was backed more than anybody else. I think he got £200 million yeah. spent on players while in the in the last few uh, uh, transfer windows that he was there. Most of those players that he bought in actually got worse. He didn't really... I mean, let's take uh, Gill, let's take Jed, Jed Spence, let's take Basuma. Were they ever given a real run in the team? Well, Spence definitely wasn't, right? Well, um, were the others given right. a run in the team? No. Richardson went from being a reasonable player to being bang average at Spurs. And at the end of the day, you've got to put it down to the manager. If he didn't want those players, he should, they should, those players should not have been signed. I agree 100%. So we can um, only say that he wanted Richardson, Basuma and Perisic. He didn't want Spence. All right, fair enough. It's a, it's a, it's a club sign. But how can – just explain to me, how can the club – I know the club can do what they want, but why would they sign a player that the manager doesn't want? Can you explain that to me? Well, I think that, that, that when it comes to players like Spence, Gill and Saar, uh, the, the, the feeling at – um, Eddie must be sign them up cheap, uh, build them up, and sell them expensive. They're money makers, aren't they? They're younger players, and that's the way to make it. Okay, fine. So basically, the way that he makes Spence, a team, though, is it? Conte so Spence, wants winners. He wants to spend a lot of money. He needs uh, a big government backing. I mean, I was reading about it. I mean, who backed Juventus when he was there? Who backed Inter when he was there? Who backed Chelsea? I mean, these are big spenders, you know. And it, and if you don't give him tried and tested players. This is exactly what happens. So basically, we can look at Spence and Gill and Saar. All these guys are like houses, really, for Enoch. They're sort of dilapidated houses. They'll do them up, furnish them, and all. they'll sell them off later at profit, really. So it's really the, 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 the asset model, the real estate model, buy them cheap, sell them late. So they're not really footballers. But this is where the implosion happened. Conti is the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. So Conti wants ready-made, win-now players. But Levy wants to build, you know, assets that he can sell later on, and the two don't just don't match. Is that correct? That is very correct. Except there's one issue here, isn't there? One big issue that we need to be, we need to. That is one thing that Conte was able to do in the past was he was able to get his fixed and very rigid style of play to get the players that would fit that system. He's never got that. Spurs. No yeah. one can understand why in the summer. They didn't shore up the defence. What is it? We've got the sixth or seventh leakiest defence. Yeah, we have three at the back and two defensive midfielders. Makes no sense at all. That's like seven players. Well, we got we got we're leaving the goalkeeper out. We got five at the back and two in front of them. 
There's seven players defending <laughs> and we're leaking goals like that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But this is another thing that I think Conte should take the blame for. Rather than £60 million on this Richarlison, who we don't really need, we could have got a decent centre-back for that money, surely. Could have got two, I would argue. Yeah. I mean, we ended up having to settle for Clement Longley on a loan uh, because we couldn't do any, any, couldn't get anybody else. I find that so hard to believe. I mean, yeah, you look there, I mean, you look at some of the other teams in the in the league, some of the ones that are lower than us, those that do not score goals, yeah. they know how to defend, don't they? Yep. Better than Spurs. I mean, look at Southampton when they beat Chelsea one 0 They defended for their lives. They don't have we better have players than us. We have seven players. And none of them know how to play together or defend. Mm. And that's th- got to be down to Conte, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's got to take the blame for that. I mean, you can't... He, I was told he's this brilliant manager that can defend, blah, blah, blah. All right, they're not the best players in the world, but they shouldn't be leaking goals like they are. And it should have been him to say, I don't want Richarlison, I want a centre-back. That's Why what did he not uh, build as he should have done? Now, look at... We've got Pedro Porro finally came in when he did. And I think he'll be fantastic for the club. And made Emerson Royal a better player already, but I think that that side it'll be absolutely incredible for the club. He's on loan, <laughs> another one. Yeah, uh, just deferring said, this deferring expenditure till later in the year when he comes. If we don't hit top four, apparently won't even be a Spurs player. Yeah, I've heard that there's a clause in his contract that it doesn't have to. If if we don't hit top four, there's no mandatory buy clause. Is that correct? That's, that's right. Yeah. So he could. What's the thing? Chances do you think of him actually saying, "I don't want to stay and go back to well, Juventus"? His head will be turned by some bigger clubs. Yeah. Where he might get a few more goals, I might win something. What would you yeah. do? I'd, would I you wouldn't win? stay. It depends who the manager is going to be, and I'll talk to you about the manager anyway. But in the end of the day, Conti, I don't think you know. It's like insanity. You do the same thing, expect a different result. It's never going to change it unless the ownership changes. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess it's, it's to be expected. Okay, let's go back now to top four. Um, 10 matches left, you know, Newcastle, two points behind, two games in hand. Brighton, I don't know how many points, they've got three games in hand on us. So if they win their games in hand, they could be 51. Can we, or no, not can we, but will we get top four or not? No. Why won't we get top four? Because we've got a run towards the end of April, which is Manchester United away. No, home. Man United at home. Sorry, Man United at home, Liverpool away, Newcastle away. Yeah, and how many points are you going to get through those fixtures? Are you going to win those games? How many points will we get from those fixtures? None. Well, zero. I think so, yeah. Then then that leaves us only six games or seven games. I'll tell to you play. why. I think so. Yeah. We got turned over by uh, Newcastle at home. We're going to beat them away. Look at their home. Look at their away record. Well, we both beat them away last Liverpool, year. A different launched, Newcastle, yeah. Liverpool have launched this their season on the fact that they came to Spurs and beat us when they were the worst. Everywhere, anyone could have beaten them yeah. at yeah. that stage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man United... How many times have we beaten them at home? They're playing almost as good as they were playing under Ferguson at one time, right? Yeah. When are we going to get anything from there? I don't think there's a spirit or the heart in Tottenham to win those games. And there hasn't been since 2016. But when you listen to um, Daniel Levy's statement, very short statement, this guy doesn't talk much, he said to see if we can get top four highest position. Apparently, it's... Uh, Tim Sherwood was on a radio station. He said he doesn't care about cups. He just wants top four. Because when he does his planning and his budgets, he's factored in top four. So there's a little part of you hope we don't get top four to screw this guy over? I know I want to see Champions League football, but yeah. I just can't see where it's going to come from. I mean, you know, I don't want to screw... I don't, it's like, that's like, you know, wanting to uh, chuck Cut a your fork. nose to spray, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. As you say, I know. 
But the point is, right, when, when we were playing our best football, right, in uh, 2016, 17, that, that era, um, and a bit later on when we, when we got to the Champions League final, we never beat Liverpool away, did we? No. No, okay. So we, when was the last time we beat Liverpool away? I don't even 2013. remember. 2013. 2013 or something. Yeah. And Luka Modric I, scored, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we think this team is going to beat Liverpool. Well, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. It's I want to be Liverpool wrong. Are bad I want as well. to be wrong. I want to be wrong on those. But Liverpool are bad defensively as well, Cam. Sorry? Liverpool are bad defensively as well. Except for when they play Spurs. All yeah, those yeah. teams will come to life when they play Spurs, right? <laughs> Dr. Now, Tottenham. Go on about, about, about that. I mean, we are the kind of team that will beat Manchester, Man City away or whoever away. And if we do beat Liverpool away, that only means we're going to lose to the other lower teams because mm. that's what we do. We have to lose to someone, right? Yeah. I mean, if we, we have got a good run-in after that, not a difficult run-in. So if we could get maybe four points from those three games... It could be. What do you think? What's the well, minimum? Those, what's the minimum number of points we need to well, still be in the top four race? Is beat us at that game and they're ahead of us because it's a yeah. game in hand, right? Yeah. Um, and if that game in hand is going to kill us, same goes for Liverpool. Liverpool are what four points, five points behind, six yeah. points behind. It's a game in hand. They'll pass us. So let's say Liverpool uh, and I think we have. We got Brighton away as well. Yeah, we got Brighton at home. Well, Brighton at home. Mm. And, um, okay, well, maybe we might get something there. I don't know. But those teams, let's say we lose to Newcastle and Liverpool and they go, they jump ahead of us because they're obviously the games in hand. Mm. That leaves us, what, um, six. Six would maybe get us into Europa? Yeah, I don't know. But then Brighton could be ahead of us. But the nightmare scenario is if we finish seventh or below, that's not going to be very encouraging for Nagelsmann or somebody else to come and... <laughs> who's going to want to manage a new manager? Who? I mean, everyone's goes on about these new managers. Who's going to come here and change this this horrific team? Who? Yeah, I mean, I know it's not a great thing, but it's still a big name and a big club. And if you're out of work, why wouldn't you come and get a few million and just fail like everybody else? Because you're holding out, and this is why we haven't got a manager. Because they're yeah. all holding out for the Real yeah. Madrid job. They're all holding out for the PSG job. They're all, all holding out for something else to come good. You know, these jobs that come up regularly. The the bus, I don't know about the Barcelona job, but there'll be a few other jobs coming up, and they'll think, you know what? Why, why would I sign up right now um, when I've got other when my head's being turned? Pochettino. Tottenham, out of those three jobs, Real Madrid, PSG, Tottenham's at the bottom. So. If Nagelsmann goes to PSG, Pochettino goes to Madrid, then who's going to come here? Carlo Ancelotti is going to take the Brazil job. We're going to left with a De Zerbi or a Thomas Frank or one of these managers. We're going to be left with uh, Luis Enrique. Yeah, but yeah, I don't he won't make you know. it. I suppose. No. He's not. He's hardly Guardiola, is he? No, he's not. So what we you... might, I think, I don't. To me, I personally don't really care anymore who the manager is. I think mm. it's meaningless. I think you could be the manager. Mm. You'd probably get, you know, you just follow Conte's model, just stick five at the back. You know, the same, the team plays itself. They don't play to anyone's strengths. Or no. I mean, what strengths do they play to? I'm, I don't see any manager making any difference to this team. If Conte could, I mean, we attack Conte, and I don't really want to attack Conte. We attack, and I enjoyed attacking Mourinho because he was an unlikable character, right? But if those two managers who won more cups that together, I mean, Mourinho's won more cups than Tottenham have in their, in their 150 year history, right? Um, and you add that Conte in on that, won more cups together. If they can't do anything, not even a Carabao Cup, anything at all, right? 
who else is going to do it? I'm sorry. I know you can attack Conte by saying he didn't do this, he didn't do that, he could have done this, and Mourinho could have done that. Bottom line is, they'll go on, and Mourinho's already won another trophy at at at, at Roma. And we all know Conte's going to win stuff again, isn't he? He is. Isn't yeah, he? I, I, you know I think that? the problem was that it wasn't never, it wasn't a good appointment. And but I mean, Daniel Levy had to do it to save it's his not a good club. I turn I turn that on his head and say it's just not a good club. What's the answer, Cam? But other than own, is it ownership change the only answer then? Ownership change and root and branch to, uh, uh, root out. I mean, look at today. Son apologizes for playing crap to Conte. I'm so sorry for getting you sacked. Did you see that article it just yeah, came out? No, I haven't seen it. No. Ago, came out a few minutes ago. Son's written this long apology to Conte and saying that's probably one of the reasons why you had to go because I didn't live, didn't do do enough. Well, yeah, he is, but. Conte, why did Conte keep putting him in the team? It was that, that, I mean, the, the, I know why he put him in the team, because everyone behind him was even worse. What's that say da- about the team? Dan Juma didn't even get a chance. He's played seven minutes since he's come. Another club signed. Yeah, he scored a goal. He did score a goal. Yeah. But I mean, let me also, ask you, let, let me other, the other um, elephant in the room is Harry Kane. Do you think he's going to stay or is he going to go? This is the best thing that could have ever happened for Kane. Well, Conte now, going, you mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, what, what would you do if you were Kane? I'd go. I'd go to United straight away. I wouldn't wait. You wouldn't? No, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't care who's going to come in there. As you said, Mourinho's been, Conte's been. Nobody can change this team. He can't change Levy. Yeah, I would just go to United. I'm listening to some other other shows. That, I mean, these first people that, that go on about get Nagelsmann now, get Nagelsmann now. So what? He's they, not going to do anything. What's he going to do? He's won one title with Bayern Munich. You could have won a title. Yeah, Bayern. exactly. Yeah. I could have bloody won a title with Bayern Munich. And okay. even now, he's got him in second place. Same goes for Pochettino. He won a title with, with PSG. And then he couldn't win one. He, he couldn't win it again. I mean, that's like, you know, that's kindergarten stuff, isn't it? Pochettino dropped Sanchez, Dyer and Davies. And those guys are back in the team. They've outlived him. He's going to come back and they're still going to be here. It's like Groundhog Day. Absolutely, it's right. I mean, Nagelsmann can't do anything with Dyer, Davies, Sanchez, Sessignon. He can't do anything with these players. He's not a magician. What, what can he do? What did he? What has actually has he done apart from beat a crap Spurs team in the Champions League? Nothing. Nothing. And, and one, win one title with Bayern Munich, which I mean, let's face which it, Pochettino won. won a Pochettino Bayern. won a title with PSG. It's just like given, isn't it? Yeah, it's a given. Yeah, but both of them also got sacked. Because they were close to not winning a title when yeah. the title was already given to them on day one of the season. Exactly. They had so, the title already given. So the crazy? fact is, it doesn't so matter. What, I don't think Nagelsmann... Nagelsmann going to make a blind bit of difference. He won't. He won't. It's won't. Absolute, he won't. They so. were saying exactly the same thing about Conte 18 months ago. I've got no confidence in any manager. I frankly don't care who the manager is anymore. So let's really put, let me ask you this scenario, right? So basically, Harry Kane leaves in the summer... Yeah. Uh, we get some. We won't get one of the top managers. We get another run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. manager. What's yeah. the season like for Tottenham next season? <laughs> run-of-the-mill manager, no change in ownership, no change in direction. No Harry Kane leaves. Needed. Uh, I would say we'll be back to the good old days, you know, in the nineteen um, nineties, uh, uh, the early two thousands, seventh, eighth, ninth. You know, yeah. where we belong. We were always. We always wondered at the second division, didn't we? We were always fifth for years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Never cracked the top four ever. We always turned up fifth. So basically, we'll play. We'll be playing for fifth place again. 
And do you think that to, if Harry Kane that, lives, if Harry Kane leaves, do you think that's going to be the tipping point where Enoch may say, "Look, this club's got no future. It's not going to make me a lot of money." I, I think we've lost, we've lost something very big here because we know two things are going to happen next season, and that is Liverpool and Chelsea are going to come very, very strong. Right? There's only one team. I know this season you'll say that Liverpool and Chelsea have have fallen back, and they have. But they, they, they've been building and they've been, they've been in the background doing stuff. There's only one team that's completely um, floundering into, no, into nothingness, and that's us. I don't think yeah. there is any chance next season we're going to get better. No. So this is it's what I'm not. saying. If, if, if Kane leaves and all the other teams strengthen and we're like languishing sixth or seventh and top four is never going to happen again for us, do you think that might be the tipping point where Enix say, look, these guys aren't going to be able to do it. Let's just get rid of it now and let somebody else worry about it? The only tipping point for them will be the money, isn't it? It's all yeah, about that's what I'm money. saying. So if Harry Kane leaves and then we can't get top four and we don't get the Champions League money, is that going to be it for them? Well, Qataris are buying Man United, right? So that the people who are willing to pay over the odds for stupid money, right, are already getting few and far between. Yeah, but don't forget there's quite a few people bidding for Manchester United. So the ones that don't get Man United, maybe they could be interested in Tottenham. So bet. Who's paying over the odds, though, for Man United? Only two people are willing to yeah, even yeah. consider it. Yeah. Even then, they may not sell. So. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Well, they don't. But then maybe maybe someone might make us. The only way that Enik will sell is if they get a stupid offer. Stupid and offer. Yeah. It, let's say you walked in with a three billion pound offer for for Spurs. They'll probably then think it's worth four billion. No, no, I've heard in, I've heard the figure more close to four and a half billion. They want. Yeah. You walked in with a four and a half billion offer. They'll probably think it's worth six billion. Yeah, they're never going to be satisfied. Never going to be. Oh, what about this guy Ram Jarafi was put in a three and a half million bid? Do you remember about a few months ago? I don't think it was real. No, I don't. Think. I think it was I just mean, planted. I think it was planted sorry by Daniel Levy. Anyway, let's wrap it up now, Cam. I think I hope that's been a bit of therapy for you. You got a few things off your chest. Yeah. Any other things you want to say before we close? I think that you know. Um, It'd be really interesting to see how the game will go next week. I think mm. that it'd be interesting to see if Stellini's got some balls and can break that five, uh, uh, three, two, five, two, three scenario that we are playing to. We might get somewhere, you know. Okay. We might, but will he? Or is it just going to be Conte Mark two? And that I think is what we've got to look to towards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mate. Well, let's finish it there. Thanks very much. We'll chat again soon. Is it worth it, anyways? And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs, to um, out of oblivion and back to the top five. Uh, <laughs> top five now. We should call it. We want to be in the top top six. We want to be in the top six. Europa League, here we come, buddy. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.